The Holy Gospel is written in the sixth chapter of St. John, starting at verse one. Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lift up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together, and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, Christ. The feeding of the 5,000 is the only miracle recorded in all four Gospels and precedes Jesus' discourse later in John chapter 6 on being the living bread that comes down out of heaven to give his life for the world. So it's also a miracle that seeks to point the way to salvation. On one thing we can be clear, this isn't just a story about feeding hungry stomachs. It's about the spiritual satisfaction that Jesus brings to all who feed on him as the bread of life. I am the bread of life, he says. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. It is a familiar story, and one which we are able to look at in the context of the other biblical accounts, each lending a particular perspective to what takes place. Jesus and his disciples have been busy ministering to a needy people and they needed to get away to a desolate place for some much needed rest. So they took a boat across the northern end of the Sea of Galilee to a spot in the country north of Bethsaida which was home of Philip, Andrew and Peter. And of course the crowd saw them go and in their enthusiasm followed around the edge of the sea on foot and greeted them as they disembarked. Clearly there was no getting away, and according to the Gospels of Mark and Matthew, felt compassion for them, taught them, and healed their sick. Why were the crowd determined to follow him with such intent? 
Surely not because they had recognized him as the son of God who would save them from their sins. Rather, they had witnessed the remarkable things performed on those who were sick. They were fascinated by the miracles and many hoped for miraculous healing for themselves or their loved ones. The reasons for following Jesus were perhaps understandable to us in today's celebrity culture, but were ultimately misguided and perhaps superficial. John says in verses three and four, then Jesus went up on the mountain and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews was near. It would seem that coupled with the mention of the Passover unique to John, a parallel is being drawn with Moses who led the people out of Egypt after the Passover. In a story familiar to the disciples, God used Moses to give manna to the people in the wilderness. John invites us to see Jesus as the new Moses, fulfilling what the Passover lamb typified. He is the prophet of whom Moses wrote, see Deuteronomy, giving himself as manna or the bread of life. Presumably, Jesus could again have called for manna to float down from heaven, but he had another important task of wishing to train his disciples. The situation presented that opportunity and Jesus seized it. Philip was a local and is asked by Jesus, where are we to buy bread so that these may eat? Jesus is inviting his disciples to provide the solution, but they could only show him in return their woeful inadequacy to meet a need of this magnitude. And the lesson we need to take away from this is that Christ uses inadequate people who surrender what little they have to him to help meet the overwhelming need of others. It was necessary for the boy to be prepared to give up his lunch, not knowing for sure whether he would go hungry so that others might be fed. He ended up eating more than he gave up. But we can only give to others what we have first received from God ourselves. We can't give, and the Lord won't use resources we do not possess but he will use the inadequate resources that we do have if we are prepared to yield them to him. And even though he can provide far more than we need, we shouldn't waste it. The miracle also intends to show how the Lord provides for those who serve him. There were 12 disciples and there were also 12 baskets full of leftovers. Unlike the manna in Exodus 16, which spoiled if they gathered too much, Jesus specifically directs the disciples to gather the leftovers so that nothing should be wasted. We should probably all learn from this, to be frugal with what the Lord supplies, not to waste what the Lord has provided to us. At our Eucharist, we receive the bread, the body of Christ. Only when we yield to him our inadequate abilities and gifts to use as he pleases will he satisfy us with a full measure of himself. And the simple lessons of this familiar miracle are the people are needy, the Lord's people are inadequate in themselves to need those needs or to meet those needs, Jesus Christ is able to meet the people's overwhelming needs. The Lord will use what inadequacy we have and make it work to meet our needs. 
And although that might sound confusing, the echo with the Old Testament account of Moses in the wilderness and the manna received from heaven is important and should not be lost because it also leads directly to the people making an understandable mistake about Jesus after this remarkable miracle. In so closely emulating the prophet, it was inevitable that he would be regarded as a prophet, one that would now intercede with God and lead his people by force into freedom. They misunderstood that the Son of God had a rather different purpose and task, that of showing the way for all of us to righteousness and eternal life. And he could only do that by following a different route, the route to the cross. Amen.